Hey, welcome in everyone to Redeem for More. Um, thank you so much for, for watching and happy Sunday. Um, I hope that if you uh, were able to watch or attend church this morning, that um, it blessed you and that um, the Lord was able to come into you and teach you. Um, and if you weren't, um, I just want to give another plug to um, uh, some resources that, that I love to take advantage of. I know it's a crazy time with a lot of churches still aren't opening their doors. Um, and if they are, it's, it's, it's just a different feeling. And so I haven't been able to attend church in person since March, um, but my church here in Durham, the Summit Church, um, is still has been continuing to do some awesome services, um, completely virtual. And so um, I, I'm not involved with the church in any way other than I, I've attended there for a couple of years, but I just, I, I love the, um, the the community aspect of it. And, and the, the pastor is amazing and God is really moving and has moved in me a lot through that church. And so I just wanted to share with you if that's something that you feel like you're missing, um, you can go to summitchurch.com or just type in Summit Church on Facebook and they post live videos whenever they're going um, going live or if you can't watch it live on Sunday. Um, all of those recordings stay on Facebook and stay on their website and you can watch past messages and all of that. So um, if you haven't been plugged into a church and you've really been looking for one, um, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's, a, it's an awesome place. It's an awesome resource and it's a great way to get connected with other um, believers. And so just wanted to say that, but um, hopefully you're all having a great Sunday. Um, I wanted to get into a couple of notes really quickly here before I dive into um, what I want to share with you all today. Um, finally, the podcast seemed to be all up on their different platforms. So Apple was the last one that I was waiting on, and it's uh, posted on Apple now. Um, it's also on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on something called Breaker. There's a couple others that it posted to, um, and I'm going to, so I wasn't able to add a second website. Um, right now, the prayer, the anonymous prayer request link is still um, this page's website, and that's located under the description in the top left corner of the page. That's going to stay there. I'm going to keep that there, and I, I pray that you all utilize that. I would love to be able to pray for you all. Um, but the podcast, what I'm going to do so that it's still somewhat at the top of the page is right after I post this video, I'm going to send out another post, and it's going to be all the podcast links. And so you can go to whatever one you want to go to, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever, if that's the way you want to listen. I know that sometimes um, it's hard to just be on Facebook and uh, listen to a 20 or 30 minute or 10 or 15 minute or whatever video. Um, so if podcasts are better for you, I really wanted to make it available in that way. And so finally, it's available about a week later. Um, and so I'm going to post that. Hopefully you all take advantage of that. Um, but again, the, the, prayer, the prayer request link is, um, is available. And, and I, I hope that you all will take advantage of that if you feel comfortable. I won't be able to tell who it is unless you um, name yourself in the actual prayer request itself. Um, it's completely anonymous. It's just sent to me exactly what you type, nothing else. Um, and I just think it's an awesome, awesome way to connect, even if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to me personally, whether you don't know me or if it's something that you're just really struggling with and you just would like some anonymous prayers, I'd love to be able to do that. So that is in the top left corner, like I said. Um, so I think those are all the um, notes or announcements that I wanted to make before I get in. I do want to say that today's episode might be a little bit longer and um, I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible, but there's a lot that God has placed on my heart today and I just wanted to note that now. So if this is longer than, you know, the typical 15 to 20 minute episodes that I've been posting, um, that's, that may be why. So hopefully um, I don't bore you too much, but this is just really something that I think is important and that God really wants me to um, talk about. And actually I lied, there's one more um, note or announcement or um, just praise God moment that I want to share with everybody. Facebook finally, again, let me uh, about a week later uh, invite the rest of my friend list. Um, 
to the page. And so there were about 600 of you that I wasn't able to invite early on. It's not because I didn't want to share this with you. It's just that Facebook puts limits on the amount of people you're allowed to invite. And finally, I was able to invite the rest of you. So thank you so much for um, watching all this. If you're watching for the first time, um, there's about six uh, episodes previous to this, um, starting with the intro of what I, why I wanted to do this. It's a short video. And then I'm getting into about five, I think it's been five other um, actual messages that I wanted to share. So um, if you're confused on what I just sent you, um, hopefully uh, that answer, those videos answer your question, uh, your answer to your questions. But if you have any more questions, please feel free to reach out. And I'm just super thankful that you're here if you are. Um, and feel free to like, comment, uh, give me recommendations, share this page um, to your personal page or share it and tag other people that you think uh, might be interested. I would, I would love to um, see where God takes this through uh, the community of people that I'm thankful to be friends with on Facebook. So thank you. So finally, I'll actually get to um, the word of what God's placed on my heart today. So just to give a little bit of background before I get into some of the scripture, um, something that I've said a lot early on in the early videos that I posted here are that I really don't want this to feel like um, uh, me preaching to you or this being like a hierarchical type thing. And that's why I continue to mention, you know, any recommendations that you have, anything that you disagree with, anything that you're not so sure about or anything you really love me to talk about, I want this to be more of a community. I know that seems tough on a virtual scale, but I think that it can be done. Um, and, and, and that's why I just keep mentioning that. And I also want to mention that because I'm not a qualified pastor. I'm not, um, I, I'm in no place to be able to preach down to anybody else, but I am in a place as somebody who God has redeemed to be able to talk to you about the, the things that I've struggled with and the things that I've observed my friends and other believers have struggled with, um, share that vulnerability with you to know that you're not alone and share what God has revealed to me in those things and the way that God has used me and is continuing to try to use me um, as a way to encourage you all or just share the word with you or to those of you who don't know God just to show that um, what, what God can do in just one man's life. Um, and I'm not special. I'm just somebody who I believe um, has been called to this platform, like we're all called to different things. And I just wanted to answer that call. So I, I've said that a lot. And I really, really want to stress that. But that, um, I think that I've missed the mark a little bit. And I want to take that a little bit further. Because in me saying that, um, I think that God has revealed to me, you know, it's kind of a way for people who hear what I'm saying um, or what he's saying through me. And whenever I read his word to dismiss it as like, Oh, well, I don't really agree with that because you know, Kenny might not be qualified. And, and again, that is, that's is very true, but God's word is qualified and it doesn't need me to be qualified or any of us to be qualified. It is the truth. Um, and, and it is, it is life. And it is what um, we as believers, where we get our daily bread and we get our, our, our water. I, I always, love the analogy that I heard many, many years ago, and I've probably said it in every episode so far, but it's our way of going to the well daily and filling up so that we're able to be okay and be complete um, and be able to pour that out into others. Um, and so what God's really talked to me about lately, <clears throat> and I promise I'm going to get to scripture soon so you don't have to just hear me blabbing, and I want it to really come from him, is that, um, you know, if some of the things that I've said or things that I say in the future and future videos um, convict you, um, the way that we're all, especially as believers, are convicted at some points, um, and, and what I mean by conviction, if, if, you, um, if you're not familiar with that term, is that um, 
you hear something, you hear a pastor say something, you hear a Bible verse, and it really like hits home with you, like strikes your heart. It's like, whoa, that's like, that's something that I struggle with, or that's something that I've done before that, um, that, that I continue to do, or that's a sin that I really just can't seem to get past. Um, if that convicts you, um, that's a great thing. And, and that might sound weird. Um, and so I'm going to try to expand on that now. So that's just me kind of setting it all up. So I'll finally get into it. So um, needless to say, this is going to be a little bit different than some of the devotionals that I've been sharing where I share my screen and we walk through um, a specific set of verses. I'm going to be kind of bouncing around a little bit here. So I'm not going to be sharing my screen. But if you do have your Bible, I'd love for you to um, follow along. It's just going to be three, um, three different um, chapters of the Bible or three different books of the Bible. Um, that I'm going to bounce around to. Um, but basically, when we're convicted, um, I, I only see two, uh, and this is from my personal experience, so if you disagree, please let me know. But from my personal experience, when, when I feel convicted, or whenever I've seen friends that feel convicted, uh, it basically only causes, this, there's only a possibility to turn one of two ways. There's only two ways that you can go. You can turn more into God, or you can turn more into the world. And I think that so often, our conviction, um, and I know that I can speak on a more broad level here because I've had these conversations with many, many of my friends that are believers in the past. Um, when you've done wrong, sometimes we just feel an immense amount of guilt and immense amount of shame that makes us turn more into the world to try to forget about those immense feelings that we're feeling. And that's, that's continuing that cycle and that is it's so unbelievably dangerous. Um, but it's so common and it, it's been common in my own life. It's like, I screwed up, but I'm scared to come back to God because I feel awful. Like, how could I do that to, to my God? How could I, how could I sin against him? How could I basically just, you know, spit in his face like that? And that, that's kind of a crude um, illustration there, but it's true. The way that we sin against him when we are given so many gifts from him and everything that we receive that's good is from him, we're still basically say, ah, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to choose this over you. And um, that causes just, sometimes it just causes an insane amount of guilt that you just feel, and it feels like you can't carry it. And so to get that out of your mind, you turn more into those things of the world. But what, you're, what, what, what we all are doing, not you specifically, if you're watching this, but me, I mean, I could lay out hundreds of times that I've done this, where you turn more into those things of the world. And what you're doing more is just continuing to, to grieve God um and continuing to sin against god and continuing to choose whatever it is that you turn into whether it's um i'm not even going to get into examples we all know the, the things that we struggle with with and the things that we turn into and the ways that we sin um you're continuing to grieve god more but it's so um it, it's i think what god has put on my heart to reveal um, hopefully this is a revelation to you. If you already know this, praise God that he's revealed it to you prior to this, but it took me, I mean, I'm 24 years old. And it took me until probably a month ago to really, really have this revelation that um, in those, in those moments when you're feeling convicted, that's, that's, that's one that's, that's proof of the Holy Spirit in you. That's proof of, of, of God working in you that you know better, you know, because before we were of God, before we knew God, we didn't, uh, and we knew better because we've heard of God, but we weren't of God. We didn't have God in us. And so whenever things were happening, it was our human nature, our sinful nature, our sinful heart to turn more into those things because that's what we wanted to worship. But um, when the conviction comes, um, instead of turning into the other things, I think that something 
<clears throat> this is an awesome illustration that, that I believe that God's placed on my heart. It's just that I, I think of conviction as, you know, if you think about conviction as the literal term of it, you know, when you think of somebody getting convicted for a crime or, or anything like that, I just think about like shackles on, 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 your, um, on your wrists. And that conviction can only be taken away um, by the one that we call the chain breaker, who is God. You know, those shackles can only be removed by one thing, and that is God. And so whenever we're convicted, that's a call to us to, one, realize that we, we're doing those things, which is great. You know, we realize it in the moment or we realize it before we've done it. Um, and then we can turn to God and we can say, Father, uh, forgive me. I repent for the things that I've done. Um, forgive me for, for these thoughts. Father, purify my heart, purify my mind so I don't feel the need to continue turning into these things so that I don't have to be enslaved to these things of the world anymore. Um, because I know that you're the only one that can take this conviction away. You're the only one that can take this guilt away. You're the only one that can take this shame away. Um, it, it really is a call. Um, and I don't know why it took me so long to, to realize this, but it really is a call to just turn into him some more because the things that we turn into of the world are only going to make those shackles um, uh, heavier or they're only going to make them tighter on us. And it's only going to be carrying that extra guilt and that extra shame. And it's just a cycle that continues and continues and continues. Um, and and you, you can't have that removed. There's no other way to have that removed of this earth. There's nothing on this earth, nothing of this world that's able to remove those things. We might be able to forget about it momentarily while we're indulging ourselves and we're indulging the flesh and whatever it is we turn into. But whenever um, those things go away, whenever they, they expire, whenever they end, that feeling is just going to come back and, and probably uh, moreover uh, because we've added to it, right? And we're, we're continuing to grieve God and we know it. And the conviction is not just going to go away because we tell ourselves it's going to go away. If God's in us, he's not going to let us just continue to sin and act like it's no big deal. He's going to reveal it to us and we can choose to ignore it. Or we can just say, God, I know that um, I'm a sinful person and I know that you're the only person, you, you've, you've redeemed me from that sin and you're the only person that can take what I'm feeling right away right now. So, so Lord, let me, um, let me turn to you and thank you for this conviction. Thank you for, for revealing to me the things that I'm doing wrong and the things that you want me to be set apart from and the things that you want me to um, um, flee from and continue to live a life of you and not of the world. And so <clears throat> I want to share a couple verses now. Um, and there's, there's a lot more that um, I could say, but I, I know that I want to try to keep this short, even though I warned you that it might be a little bit longer. Um, but the first one that I want to share, there's, there's actually two that I want to share right now that um, I heard from, <clears throat> uh, there's a podcast called the Just Thinking Podcast, which um, somebody that uh, I'm friends with on Facebook actually re uh, recommended to me um, a couple of days ago. And, and um, I've really enjoyed uh, listening to the, the podcast. It's If you're interested in it, it's um, I've only listened to one podcast so far, so far, but it's two um, two pastors who um, dive into um, subject seems to dive into subjects that um, sometimes the church overlooks, or just um, really examining um, the world and the things that the church struggles with um, through a biblical lens, and and it's scripture filled, and it's um, a, a lot of theology in it, but it's really really awesome. And um, and I, these two verses that they mentioned in the first podcast that I listened to really. Um, coincide with what I wanted to say today. Um, and so I just want to share one, both of them. The first one is 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And so um, this is, I'll just read it first, and then I'll, I'll read both of them first, and then I'll give you um, what, what God revealed to me through them. So 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us all righteousness. 
and I'll go into 10 because I think it relates as well. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so that, remember those, the, the verse 10 there, as I read here, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And so one more time, we're gonna read verse nine and 10 of first John and then Jeremiah 17, nine, one more time. Sorry for bouncing around, but um, I warned you that I was gonna do so. Um, so verse nine of first John chapter one, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. One more time, Jeremiah 17, nine, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And so um, on, the, on the surface, I'm not sure if those two things um, make sense to you all as how they relate, but to me, God really showed me, and I was just mentioning this um, a couple of minutes ago, our heart, so I just want to give an example, actually. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm bouncing around here, but so think about when you're sitting in church um, or you're listening to a podcast or you're watching virtual church or whatever um, your, your normal is right now. Think about whenever your pastor starts speaking about something that, you know, somebody you live with, you say it's your husband or your wife or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your, your, um, your brother, your sister, whatever, whoever it is, whoever that person is for you, um, some way that you think that they wrong you or something that you think that they do wrong. Now think about, um, you know, you're, you're a godly couple, you're a godly family, whatever it is. And so you know that that person probably shouldn't be doing those things. So the pastor starts, starts talking about, well, um, I, I don't know, they give an example of that thing that you think that your husband, wife, you know, brother and sister, whatever, um, does wrong. We are all, and I'm going to say we, because I know this is true for all of us, whether we want to admit it or not, we are all guilty of, you know, sitting in church and we'll really nod our head and get into it when, when, when that pastor starts to talk about something that, that they're doing wrong. Well, you know, we're the first to say, yes, they are. They are doing that wrong and they should be, they shouldn't be doing that. You know, they're, they're, they're called to live a life that's more of that. Um, okay, so now let's flip that on the reverse and, and let's, let's really examine ourselves now. And, and again, this includes me because I am absolutely um, a part of this. Um, when we hear the pastor start to talk about something that we ourselves know that we struggle with, are we really sitting there and saying, wow, yeah, that's true. Yep, I, I really do struggle with that. Man, I really have missed the mark on that one. Um, I think that we are so, it's so much easier for us, for us to look outwardly and say, that person is doing this wrong. That person shouldn't be doing that rather than look inwardly and say, okay, thank you, God, for that conviction. Thank you for showing me that's something that I'm just not doing well. I'm not, um, I'm not obeying you. I'm not obeying your call right now. I need to change that. Father, I need your help to help me change that. Um, and the reason why I think it's so easy for us to do that is it goes back to that verse in, in, in Jeremiah 17, 9, where our hearts are deceitful. Our hearts deceive us. It is so easy for us to justify things um, in, in our own minds because of our hearts. Whenever somebody tells us we do something wrong, um, we are, our, our heart and our mind immediately start working in action and think like, okay, there's no way that I'm really doing that. Here's the reason why. Here's, here's my excuse. Here's what was really happening. We, it is, our hearts and our minds um, at, at their very essence without God are here to keep us living and to justify, and not to justify it, to keep us living and to, um, to provide for us, to keep us going, to to serve ourselves, because you know it's all about 
Um, it's all about us whenever we're not of God. And so our hearts at their very core, at their very essence are about us. And so they're deceitful and they're going to tell you, no, you're not doing that wrong. No, that's not that big of a deal. No, you don't need to do that. You don't need to worry about that. It's not, you're not really all that bad. And conviction tells us the opposite. And so just to tie it back in with everything um, that I've been saying, when we get that conviction, we're called to turn to God, just as, just as he says, and, and just as John says in First John chapter 1, verse 9, when he says, I'll read it one more time, and I know I read it a million times, but um, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I think that is so powerful because in those moments are the moments when we should be turning to God the most. But in those moments, it is so easy for us to turn into the world because we feel that burden of guilt and we feel that burden of shame. But it says right there in, in, in scripture, God will, we must come to him and confess and he will forgive us and he will cleanse us from that. And we're not going to be feeling that, that guilt anymore. And we're not going to be feeling that shame anymore. And we, we're, we're able to get past that because we have a gracious God and we have a merciful God who is willing to overlook our wrongdoings so that we can continue living for him. But what we do when, whenever we just stop because we think we screwed up and there's no way to come back to him. One, we call him a liar because he tells us he's going to forgive us. Um, and, and two, when we tell us ourselves that we're not, that bad whenever we um whenever we are um whenever we justify ourselves we're just basically saying you know what god you're convicting me but i don't really believe that i need it you know like i can take care of myself here i can i can i can work my way out of this but all we have to do is come to him and so it's just really a mindset change that i've really needed to hear and i hope that some of you um are are experienced i hope that you're not experiencing those things but if you are because i know it's easy to i hope that this um that god is speaking to you the way that he did to me um right now too and so um i finally wanted to share one last uh, little bit of scripture and um it is in the book of acts uh, chapter 2 verse 36 through 38 and so this is a real life um, example of the apostles um, of, of the early church experiencing conviction and of, um, of learning what to do when that conviction comes. And so it's just more, um, more evidence of what God wants us to do when we feel these things. And I just really felt the need to share it. So again, Acts verse 2, um, uh, verse 36 to 38. So starting in verse 36, and this is a quote. Let all, of the, let all the house of Israel, therefore, know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified, end quote. Okay, so starting in verse 37 here. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so... Obviously, in this context, it's a little bit different than the context that, that John was speaking in. Peter here is, is speaking to um, uh, non-believers. Um, but even, even in this context, it, I'm just going to break it down in verse 36, uh, the very last little bit of verse 36, this Jesus whom you crucified, when, and then it goes on in verse 37, when the men heard that, they were cut to the heart. There's that conviction. There's where that conviction enters, and there's where that they they're like, what? We crucified Jesus? Like, I mean, I, I wasn't there, you know, I wasn't somebody who nailed him to the cross. I wasn't somebody who, you know, you know, beat him. I wasn't somebody who forced him to carry his own cross. I wasn't somebody who killed him. 
Um, and, and, and there comes the, those, all those thoughts flood into us whenever we have conviction. And like, well, it couldn't be me, right? I, I mean, I wasn't there myself, but, but we know that scripture tells us that we, all of us, every human, every human that's ever walked this earth has, um, has that blood on their hands. We, we are the reason that Jesus was crucified. We are the reason that, that God had to send his son to save us. And so um, there's a perfect example there where you could see the path starting to line up, you know, and, and in their mind, they're probably thinking, well, there's no way I'm just going to, this, this, I didn't do anything like this conviction's not right. You know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't there. And the heart starts to justify the heart starts to try to deceive um, the mind. But, uh, you know, I think it's so awesome in the con continuation of verse 37 and then into verse 38, they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I just, I really, really love that because it shows when we are experiencing those things, whether we're believers or whether we're non-believers, and praise God for the non-believers who are being convicted because that's God saying like, you know, like you've lived for yourself for too long come to me. I'm ready. Come to me. But even for us believers, we, we are of God and we're set apart to not be living this way. Um, when those feelings come, see it instead of uh, guilt, see it instead of shame as a way of God waking you up, of opening your eyes, of not letting you continue that cycle and saying, come to me, I will forgive you and I will cleanse you of everything that you're feeling right now of all unrighteousness so that you can continue to live for me and you can continue to live the purpose-led life that I want you to live. Because anything that you turn into this world can't save you from that. They can't break those chains. They can't lift that burden off of you. That's only me. And that's what I just feel like God has revealed to me through all of this. And so um, just to close up, I just want to share, and this is going back to the Just Thinking podcast that I mentioned a minute ago. I wanted to share a quote that really I thought was powerful and really awesome. And I think really um, again, the, the, the podcast that I listened to wasn't about this, um, this subject at all, but I think that this quote really, um, really applies here as well. And so I'll read it a couple of times. It's pretty short, but I just think it's really powerful. And so um, the quote is, how can you find a happy life where there is no life? And one more time, how can you find a happy life where there is no life? And I just, I think of, of uh, that can be applied to so many things. But we search this world up and down, left and right. We do everything we possibly can to try to make ourselves happy and full and whole here on earth. But there is no life on this earth. This earth is not of God and life is only in God. And this earth is going to come to an end one day. And whether it ends before any of us leave or whatever we leave before this world ends, this is just, it's, it's, it's described in the Bible as, as it's, it's a vapor. It's so short in terms of eternity. And we are here for such a short time. And sometimes, again, our hearts try to deceive us of that, that this is a long life. You got plenty of time. Just, you know, live your best life right now. Do whatever you want to do right now. And it's just like, that is not, we're missing so much of the point and you're never going to be fulfilled. You're never going to feel whole. You're never going to be completed on this life, searching for life where there is none, because there is none. Everything of this world will come to an end. There's only one way to life. There's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus. Um, and so I just, I really love that quote because, again, it can be applied to so many things. But whenever we feel that guilt, whenever we feel that shame, we turn into things that make us forget it. We turn into things that make us feel good so that we can just stop feeling a burden 
but we're not going to find life. We're not going to find happiness because there is nothing to find of this earth that's life and happiness. And God blesses us with amazing things on this earth, but they aren't number one. And then whenever we put our hope in those things, we will be crushed and we will fall because those are not foundations. Those are not building blocks because they're not of life. They will come to an end. And I just, I, I, um, I just think that's so powerful and um, I hope that, that you do too. And so I know that I really bounced around a lot and I threw a ton of things out there in this episode, but I think that it's just, it's something that's super powerful. And, and, and I, I love that, you know, as God transforms me and, and fellow believers around me, that he also, these mindsets that we've carried with us through our whole life, you know, they begin to just be turned on their heel as well. And, and, and everything just, when we are set apart, we are truly set apart and, and everything becomes a 180 and you really examine the things that you're thinking and you examine the way that your heart leads you and you examine the way that your mind thinks and you think, why is that this way? And what does God tell me to do? And, and I just love the, the words that he's continuing to put in me. And, and I, I'm just so thankful that I get a chance to share them. So I hope that this, if this reaches one person or if it's just me talking, I, I've gained a lot through, through, um, <laughs> through learning this as well. So I, I just, I pray that um, this is received well, but um, that's, that's not up to me. That's, that's up to God. And so I just uh, close this in prayer here, but I, I thank you if you made it all the way through here for, for listening to me bounce around all like that. And, and um, I'm just super thankful that, that you, you gave some time to me today. Um, so Father God, uh, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we just thank you um, regardless of where we are in life right now, regardless of what we're going through. Um, we thank you for, um, a time to continue to get to know you better and a time to continue to get to praise you and continue to, to um, you, you continue to allow us to um, build a more intimate relationship with you so that we may be filled up so that we may be feel, feel complete so that we don't have to wake up. We don't have to go through our days searching and searching and searching because we, we have the hope, the only living hope, the only thing that can complete us. And that is you. And that is your word. And that is your hope that, that you've, you've, you've put in us as believers, Father, and, and, and I pray that you continue to keep that on our minds and you can continue to keep that um, in, in our hearts and let us not fall victim to the, the deceit of our hearts, but Lord, let us know and let us trust um, that, that you are over all and, and that you um, will accept us back with open arms and that we have a gracious God that, that um, will, will bestow mercy on us whenever we come back and say, Father, I'm so sorry. I don't know how I can continue to do this. I'm so sorry. And I, I just, I need to repent to you. and I need to forgive. I need your forgiveness, Father. And um, whenever those feelings of doubt and feelings of guilt and feelings of shame come in, Father, help us turn to you because that's the only thing that's going to allow us to continue to live that life for you. And we can go off on our own path and try to make it on our own, but it's just not going to work, Lord. So thank you for revealing that to me. And thank you for, for, for allowing me to share that with others today, Lord. And and I just, I thank you and I praise you for all the blessings you've given all of us, Lord. Um, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thank you again for listening to that if you got through all of that. Um, one last note that I forgot to mention at the beginning, but um, it's been about a week or so um, now of uh, worth of videos. And I really wanted to try to get some feedback from all of you. So what I'm going to do is um, at the end of, or at the beginning of this video, there should be some polls that pop up and uh, basically they're just going to be asking, you know, would you prefer this to be shared at a certain time every day? Um, if, if so, uh, morning, afternoon, night, what works best for you? Um, what's the optimal length? You know, if you want me to keep it around 10 minutes, if you think it's okay to go, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, I want to ask and get your feedback on that because obviously this isn't about me. I want this to be um, something that 
you all continue to are, are able to and, and you want to turn back into. So whether that's making it a part of your routine and um, you can only, you know, afford 10 or 15 minutes a day, like I would love to hear that. Um, and then uh, there might be a, a few others on um, how you listen and uh, if you would prefer this to be posted on YouTube as well or whatever other options that that you all um, think would make this easier to be shared and to be heard by you. I don't want just just to be um, for, for me and my Facebook friends. Um, I would just love some feedback. So if you have some time just to fill out, it should be just a couple of questions at the um, at the onset of the video. Um, so uh, I thank you all so much for listening and I hope you're having a great day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much.